be talking to you about something that's near and dear to both of our hearts as leaders, something we've had lots of conversations about. But before we get started on our topic, are you really listening? Let's welcome our co-host to the show, Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, Latoya, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, yeah. So, Mike, you know, um, really, we have two parts, listening and questioning, but let's start with the listening. You know, so many times I've heard you say to teachers in your coaching of them, or even to other leaders in collaboration, are you really listening? What's your thoughts around how leaders can be great listeners? Well, I think, you know, just really, as it, it sounds so simple, but really listening. You know, we talk about this all the time, as you mentioned, one of our favorite topics, and as a leader in an organization, you really should be the chief question asker. And I wish I was, you know, the creative person that made that up, but I, I heard that somewhere on Twitter, and it really stuck with me. As a leader, you're not supposed to have all the answers and know the answers to every single thing, but you really should be the chief question asker, getting at the root of issues and what's going on, and really being able to thoughtfully listen to what your people are saying to you and then reflecting on that and making decisions based off of it. You know, a lot of times when when people are having a conversation, when they're not talking, they're not really listening, they're just formulating their next response. And I challenge all you listeners, next time you're having a conversation, especially at work, um, think about that. Are you really listening to what they're saying or are you just formulating your response while they're talking? Wow. I think that's a great uh, way to, to start looking at things in, in that manner. Wow. I, I think you're so right about that, Mike. And I think it's so hard, you know, sometimes to really um, make a conscious choice not to formulate your response, but to immerse yourself wholly in what the other person um, is saying. And so, you know, I, I certainly can uh, relate to that. I would like to ask you, you know, as a leader, what are some things you did to sort of as checks and balances to make sure you were listening when folks were talking to you or wanted to speak with you? How did you assess your own ability to listen and how well you listened? Uh, and just paying attention to what they're saying. 
Yeah, and you know, one point that you made that I want to kind of come back to or, or, or emphasize or agree with is whenever you are deeply um, entrenched in a conversation that is rooted in emotions, you know, whether that be something that upsets you, um, makes you really happy, you know, those time periods of time when we are truly emotional and passionate about something, I think our ability to listen is greatly reduced sometimes because our emotions get in the way of that. And so for me, one of the things I have worked on for years and I try really hard to do when I find myself in an emotional place is to really get really quiet and still. And so that way I can, you know, I've heightened my awareness to understand that if this is something I'm really passionate about, it's likely that I need to really focus in order to be able to listen. Um, and I think that's such a, a great point you made. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, I think I, I've gotten better at this as I've been a leader for a longer amount of time. Because I know when I first became a principal in a school, I really felt the pressure that I had to know everything. So rather than listening, I was already thinking about, okay, well, how can I prove that I know this? Or how can I prove I can help the person with this? without really taking the time to even listen. So having that that leadership maturity to know that, one, you're not going to have every answer because that's impossible, and two, being okay with that. And that makes you a better listener because, again, you're not just trying to figure out what the answer is going to be, but you're trying to think of, okay, how can I let this person know that I'm really listening to them and I'm really taking in uh, what they're saying? Uh, so it also, um, along those lines, We've talked about confirmation bias before. That's something that we're both really interested in. If you are listening or having a conversation just to solidify your point of view, the person you're talking with is going to know you're not listening for understanding. You're just listening because that's kind of the cultural norm. But you're not listening to try to take into account their point of view. You know, Mike, I think you bring up some excellent uh, points because, you know, the thing is when folks usually want to talk to you as the leader, it's not really because they want to hear what you have to say. It's because they have something they want to share. Um, they're, yeah, you know, they're, they're usually not seeking your opinion or your thoughts or your ideas. They might be. But, you know, when I, as a leader, when I've had folks say, yeah, a few minutes, I'd like to sit down and talk to you about something, what their expectations are and their intentions are is that I'm going to do the talking and I need you to listen to me. There's something I want to tell you that either I don't believe you've heard that maybe I've already told you or I'm not sure you're understanding from my perspective. So one of the ways I think that leaders can be more conscious of that is to um, you know, realize when folks initiate an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation and share something that it's likely because they want to do that, the talking and the sharing. And another way is to just ask at the, at the height of the, the conversation, at the start of the conversation, to be able to say, before we start, I want to make sure I'm intentionally hearing what it is you want to share with me. What is it that you hope will result in the outcome of our conversation today? And, and what are you hoping to accomplish? And so that kind of can frame the conversation in a way where if you know you're not a good listener and that person says, I really just want you to hear me out, that should reemphasize that you just need to be quiet <laughs> and you need to focus right. and listen to what they're saying. But the other piece of that is, you know, 
something that I always heard you say, and I, I can remember you talking to teachers about this all the time with their students, but this is true for leaders too, is the importance of questioning, asking the right questions. And I think, you know, given a, a certain set of context, questioning can be a very powerful tool. So what are your thoughts around the questioning piece? Well, first, you know, when you are a leader, you need to ask questions to get at the root of what's going on in your building, if you're a building leader or your district, if you're a district leader, uh, and probing questions. That's why you're a master at that, probing questions, getting down to kind of uh, beneath the surface level discussions. But just think about when you were a classroom teacher, if you were a classroom teacher, you know how critical the questions are that you ask. Are you really trying to get at the underlying causes? Are you, are you going for deeper knowledge, or are you just asking questions um, to be polite? So being able to ask the questions to really get at what people are feeling. And I think this is all predicated on you being perceived as approachable. So the listening part and also the questioning if you want to get at what's going on, you need to be perceived as someone that's very approachable. Sometimes you'll see leaders that um, are disconnected with their folks because they don't, their people don't think they're going to listen to them, or uh, they might snap at somebody or walk by somebody even without saying hello, regardless of how busy they are. If you're not perceived as approachable, I don't think it matters what questions you ask because you're not going to get to the root of that. Wow, I think I think you're right about that. And I know that that ability to be approachable has to do with relationships and building the right ones. You know, Mike, I can't help but think about um, and I, I, I'm not I'm certainly guilty of this. And, and I think most of us, many of us perhaps are also. But the classic question that we've sort of been conditioned to ask in conversations as educators and sometimes as leaders is, are there any questions? <laughs> so sometimes after we finish speaking, we finish with a question like, are there any questions? Does anyone have any questions about that? And inevitably, folks don't ask questions. So I think if we are more intentional about the questions we ask, I've tried really hard to eliminate are there any questions and come up with good questions to ask so that I can get the feedback that I'm really seeking? Because I think, you know, just like teachers in the classroom with students and just like leaders, we really aren't asking if there are any questions. That's not the question we really want to ask. What we're really trying to ask is usually we're trying to get at the heart of something else. There's a particular piece of feedback we're searching for. And to do that, we've got to ask the right questions. And so those questions have to be intentional. They have to be thought out and planned. They can't be off the cuff. Um, but that's just the thought I had around that. Certainly. I mean, if, if you're asking a group of people, are there any questions, you're pretty much just, you know, wasting your breath and saying that. Because you're not going to get any kind of anything other than a surface level uh, question and half the room is not going to say anything because they don't want to speak up in front of the group or they're not comfortable. Uh, so you're right, what you just said, you know, just like when you're a teacher, you have to thoughtfully plan your questions. Same thing as a leader, whether you're talking to a single individual or a team of teachers or your entire faculty, asking a group are there any more questions is really just a, like a placeholder when you're, when, you're, when you're talking because you're not really going to get any information out of it. Certainly, certainly. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us um, on this episode. Are you really listening? We hope that you've learned something that you can take back into your leadership um, uh, 
experiences and help to make you the leader you desire to be. And that is the absolute best leader that you can be, your maximum potential. Until next time, folks, we want to ask you to be you, be true, and be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for leaders on the grow.